Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Drunk women Drunk Women Solving Crime. My name's Taylor Glenn, and I'm a writer and comedian. I'm joined by screenwriter Hannah George. Hello. As well as author and comedian Katie Wilkins. Hello. This is where beer meets breaking and entering, Prosecco meets perjury, and vodka meets vandalism. It's a true crime podcast with a twist of lime. Coming up on Drunk Women Solving Crime. <laughs> this is so strange, I'm just going to go with it. And this is why we chose you for Men's Month. It's right there. <laughs> it's okay if you say that. <laughs> we wouldn't dream of it. <laughs> now it's time for Drunk Women Solving Crime. Welcome to Drunk Women Solving Crime. This is a very special live Zoom recording. Tonight, we are joined by our wonderful patrons. Yay! Yeah, the patrons can't make any noise because it's a webinar. So it's just us going, yeah. They're all writing, but they're cheering. That's Rest right. Assured. They are typing out cheers. So if you could hear them as woo. Oh, wow, one person said, make me laugh, bitches. That's a bit harsh. No, that, they didn't say that. There. <laughs> one person wow. said lies, Katie, as well. <laughs> I tell you what, it's a good thing I don't know how to kick people out, because I would. 
I would. <laughs> Jackie Weaver. <laughs> I would Jackie Weaver this shit. If you would like to support us on Patreon in return for live Zoom recordings like this, over-the-top shout-outs by myself, ad-free listening, and other goodies, check out patreon.com forward slash drunkwomensolvingcrime. Now... Tonight is also very special because we are recording with one of our November Men's Month guests from the Distraction Pieces podcast. Will you please welcome the one and only Scroobius Pick? Yeah. I love that the patron plug came directly after threatening to kick people out. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be threatened by we'll kick you out. if you'd like to take their place, um, <laughs> subscribe now. <laughs> We've got some room all of a sudden. It's like an opening. I like to go from harsh to warm, harsh to warm. It's how I was parented. So it's, it's, it's all I know. Well, Scroobies, thank you so much for being with us. Obviously, we've had the pleasure of being on your podcast. Yes, it was and lovely talked- to have you and I'm delighted to be here. It was amazing, and we got to talk about all sorts of things. Of course, on our podcast, we always kick it off the same way, and that is Mm -hmm. to ask you the question, have you ever been the victim of a crime? I've I've been toying over a few options on this. Tomorrow, where I am, is local elections, and I was going to bring up my local, the the Thurrock Tory government, who have got our council £500 million into debt. Wow. clearly corrupt dodgy deals Holy but shit. that's not much fun to talk about I'm just I've got that on my mind as it's polling day tomorrow oh, but no. I have kind of got two because there's two instances of, of, of robbery and Ooh. one of them's surprisingly heavy and one of them surprisingly light so I'll start surprisingly heavy let's get straight yeah. in yeah start it's, heavy it's, it's Taylor's the bad theory of, um, of, of, of parenting the, the harsh <laughs> and, the, and the light but yeah it, in in this very living room I'm, I'm sitting in I came home I think it was 2019 just before Christmas and I'd been burgled um, oh. and I'm really not a material person at all. So I'd always thought I won't be that bothered if I'm burgled. It doesn't really matter. Uh. But it, I was stunned at how much it hit me and how much it affected me kind yeah. of afterwards. I, I, kind of thing. I walked in the front door and all the, the cupboard doors were open. Mm. And I just remember for honestly a couple of years, almost every time I'd get home, I'd give a little breath before I look through the door. Oh. Or it, it, it was if it was in the, in, in the evening more. Every time I got home in the evening, because that's when yeah. I got home on that one, yeah. I'd give a little bit of a, nope, nope, no one's no oh. one's done anything. Yeah. But um, <laughs> they didn't even, all they took was a PlayStation controller. Oh. Um, they, they turned my house upside down. And it was so weird because the police were like, yeah, it is odd. And the police oh. kind of made me feel like, it was a targeted thing and they were looking for something in particular. But then my brother, the most logical person I know, came round and was like, it was kids, wasn't it? Because right. kids aren't going to steal, like, art or, yes. or any of these other things, like expensive devices. They were looking for cash <laughs> okay. or a PlayStation controller because yeah. you can't explain a crucifix with a stormtrooper on it to your mum or, or <laughs> a big painting or whatever else or, you know, a DVD, a, you know, any of the expensive goods that you would have. You can't right. explain that. Whereas if you can just grab cash or stuff like that. So that genuinely put my mind at rest because it was kind of nice to go, right, it's just some oh, kids who yeah. are probably skint and having a rough time. And- Do you know, I would be more worried though because I'd be like, what if they come back and bully me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm more frightened. I genuinely had signed out for a while because I was like, well, they didn't find 
what they were looking for. What were they looking for? Can I find it? Can I? I want to give it back because I yeah I don't want them I want them to visit. But yeah, that was just a weird one, and it surprised me. I said because you hear of burglary all the time, and I said because I'm not very materialistic. I've always kind of dismissed it, and but it surprised me how just having people in your home, yeah, in and amongst your stuff, it's, it's such a violation. It's yeah. such a violation. It's so personal. Yeah. Um, I know people that moved. They moved out of their house after yeah. they got burgled. They were just it's, like, you don't feel safe anymore. No, yeah. she, she was just. Uh, they they got home. The door was open, and they were like, shit. So he went in and left her outside, and she was like eight months pregnant as well. She was just oh, like, right, I'm no. staying here. And then the robber jumped from the upstairs window right in front of her, out of the front window, yeah. and she screams, Whoa. and he runs off. But wow. they were just like, I guess we're moving. Like, yeah. Yes. I'd leave the country if that happened to me. That's so terrifying. Oh, oh, yeah. Although they didn't take anything in this case, it ended up costing me a fortune because oh. I I got ring cameras out of paranoia, like the security cameras out the back, which because of the angle of them oh. revealed to me something I didn't know as a six foot four person, but I was going really bald on top. <laughs> so I ended up spending three grand on a hair transplant. All because no. of these oh. all because of these burglars. Because they no. they made me get a ring camera because it was so funny because I, I don't look at the back of my head. No one sees it. I'm massive. And I hadn't realised how bald I was going. So oh. these ring cameras genuinely every time I'd go out I'd be like, oh hang okay. on. Who's this old man wow. who's living in my house? Now we've gotten to the real, the real so trauma. It's real. It's real. Yeah, we've really yeah. gotten it's really to cost the, me a the pain. In the end, God, you may take my controller, but you will not take my self-esteem. <laughs> Out of interest, was the controller attached to a PlayStation? Were they really stupid? Or... <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. It was okay. a wireless one, but I've still never replaced it because I'm too lazy. It was years ago. Oh. But, but the, the more light-hearted one, I was going to say, was the first Ooh. time I got robbed. Because I got, and again, it doesn't sound like hearted as I start it. I was in tooting <laughs> and I got mugged. Oh, but no. they couldn't be bothered to get off their bicycle. So it was genuinely <laughs> someone on a bicycle cycled up to me and first kind of said, have you got change for the phone? So it was a while back and I was like, nah. And they just kind of paused and went, give me all your money. And I was like, right. Um, and and it's weird because particularly as a bloke, you kind of feel in that situation. I'd I'd stand up and I and I kind of paused and thought, right, he might have a knife or something on him. I don't yeah. know. I checked my pocket and I had three pounds seventy. And I said to him, I need one fifty to get back over the bridge because the Dartford <laughs> crossing was was one fifty and cash only at that point. So I was like, I'll give you two twenty, and then. <laughs> So I gave him his two twenty. So it was, it was the, the the another very low impact robbery, but it just, I literally haggled. Yeah, as someone in chat has said, I haggled with the mug mug because like I didn't have any change. I need to get back over the bridge. So yeah, oh, that that's was a, such yeah. amazing quick thinking and quick maths. To be yeah, honest, I would yeah, have been like, yeah, I need whatever yeah, yeah. whatever's left is yours, whatever yeah, that is. Yeah, I was like, look, here's what I need to get home. Um, was he just like fair play, mate? Yeah, all right. Yeah, he accepted it. Or well, that was the thing. I, I remembered it more now. What happened? The guy kind of cycled past me and gave me a look. And this is just absolute lack of street smarts. I thought that guy gave me a bit of a look. I'm going to cut through this alleyway to get to where I'm going. 
That's so he then cycled you. down the alleyway to me, and I was like, right, yeah, this was a bad move. My thought was, I'll get to where I'm going quicker because it feels like there's some tension here. But yeah, instead, <laughs> like, I drew wait, myself he into can, a haggling situation. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he's on a bike; he can definitely yeah. move faster. This is ridiculous. And you know, the creator of the alleyway probably wants us to just use them as shortcuts. It's really become, it's a shame. It's, yeah. it's a shame what it's become, the alley. We need to reclaim the alley. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Take That's the alleys back. For. Yeah, definitely. So he stayed on his bicycle the whole time. So he, he was just on his stood bike there. The whole time. He just kind of leant slightly, <laughs> so one <laughs> foot down. And then, yeah, he took his 220 and was off on his merry way. <laughs> Because I tell you what, on a bike, I am the least stable when I stop. So yeah. all you'd have to do is poke me with an yeah, index yeah, finger and I'd be down. Yeah, I'd yeah. be down. There's so much that could have been so easily <laughs> done there. But literally, yeah. I was just like, I don't know. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is so strange. I'm just going to go with it. Oh, um, you did great. I mean, you kept your you kept your fare for the bridge. <laughs> exactly. I was covered. Genius. I made it home. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I'm sort of calling that a win, to be honest. I mean, yeah, I, I, I haggled. I got myself a deal. <laughs> it's good to have a win. You may know this because I know you've listened to the podcast. We always yes. ask, what would you say or do to the perpetrator of this crime? And it could be to either one of them or to both. It's up well, to you. To the first one, the, the robbery one, it, I was really pleased. This is going to make me sound really kind of caring and deep and personal. But I was I'm really so pleased. Sorry. I was really pleased how quickly... I got to kind of, I went from anger to, oh man, how shit must it be to be in a situation where you're Mm. having to rob houses like a few days before Christmas and things like that. It's like, that's no one's ideal situation. That isn't, and that isn't the kind of crime that some big drug lord is doing or whatever. It's like, that's someone who's got having a rough time. So I'd be very forgiving there. But to the other guy, I'd give him the the 150 because it's all automated now. You just get it, it reads your number plate. (laughs) You just get a bill at the end of the month, so I'd give him, I'd give him the rest of the one fifty, and hope he finds. Um, oh, you give him the a lot. That's so lovely. <laughs> if he had just held out for some technology, he he could have more. <laughs> yeah. That's a hot tip for anybody out there. Exactly. Now it's time for drunk women solving crime. Guys, are we ready for some true crime? Oh, you know, so ready. Okay, let's uh-huh. do it. Let's do it. It starts with a kind of a dramatic sentence that I wrote myself. (laughs) Since primitive times, people have created art depicting horses. (laughs) It's true. But it wasn't until 1878 that we learned something specific about how horses gallop, which meant that artists had been painting horses mid-run completely wrong for centuries So your first question is, what did we learn about how horses gallop in 1878 that we didn't know before? Wait, did someone take a photo of a horse and we could see that they like bend their leg a different way or something? Wait, no, they wouldn't have been able to because they have to be still for a photo in the olden days. Okay, forget I said that. (laughs) I can't. It's out there now. We're all thinking about it. Yeah, you know, this is Um, being recorded, Katie. (laughs) Yeah, just forgot for a sec. <laughs> I was wondering if it was some kind of because, like, isn't it cows or something whose knees go the other way so they can go upstairs oh, yeah. but not downstairs or something oh. like that? So it's some weird. So yeah, that's a great Poor guess. Things. They can only live in bungalows, but uh, <laughs> is it is it actually? Because again, when you were saying the 
that, Kate, I'm sure there was, as you said, there was some kind of something about what legs they have off the floor at what times. Yeah. Or something like that, surely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. like your minds. I like yeah. your style. I like where this is going. Hannah George, any advance on um, what's Was every said? horse just painted in reverse? For some reason, <laughs> they just figured that horses only yeah. run backwards. They've seen horses. They've seen horse racing. They've been in wars. They've ridden horses. But no painter was able to make it look like it was going forward. They just, like, Maybe that? Yeah, Hannah is absolutely right, actually. So amazing. <laughs> amazing. Katie, never doubt yourself. You were spot on. Scroobius, you added to it. It was. There's a moment where all four hooves come off the ground when a horse gallops. Yeah. But obviously with the naked eye, no oh. one had been able to see it. And this is really funny. I only learned this when I adopted greyhounds because it's the same thing. And I, I nerded out on every fact about them, including their gait. So humans couldn't see this. And it's really funny because if you look at old paintings of horses up until this time, it's terrible. (laughs) They're just all splayed out. It's like they've been dropped from the sky. They just had no idea of how they were moving. It's so funny. Now, what does any of this have to do with crime? I hear you ask. Well... Our case involves a man called Edward Moybridge, who was the first to prove how horses gallop. But how as much we did it cost learn- to um, cross him? <laughs> I just heard the word bridge again, and I just thought, let's do a little callback. Let's um, let's enjoy ourselves. The Moy Bridge is free. So. <laughs> as we will learn, there was also a crime along the way. Let's learn a bit about Moybridge, the free bridge. He was born in 1830 in London, and at age 20, he traveled to the U.S. for work. That's called doing a reverse tailor. Um, <laughs> he set up successful businesses in both New York City and San Francisco. So your next question is, what type of business do you think he ran? I'll give you a hint. It's kind of nerdy. What would he be doing? I've no idea. Was he the guy that painted it or the guy I He's I was the distracted. discoverer. Yeah, we haven't the... we haven't established how he proved it just yet. But he's running a nerdy business in 18 18 what is it again? 1850. Oh, 1850. What are nerds yeah. doing in 1850? <laughs> it's so bad that all all nerd stuff now is just computer based. So we yeah, absolutely yeah. As soon as computers on, it's like, what would nerds do then before like, before they had keyboards? Are they playing with <laughs> clocks? Are they making clocks? clocks I was literally like, did they have glasses in those days? Because that's pretty damn nerdy. So I imagine okay. they were just busy wearing glasses. Maybe he started the very first <laughs> Specsavers. Nice. I love that. Some kind of puzzles. Making yeah. some kind of puzzles, maybe crosswords. To, I'm sure crosswords weren't around then, but surely there was some kind of... Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. They may have been. And there were definitely Wordles. people loved puzzles. We used yeah. to buy these things called tavern puzzles. Yeah. And they were hundreds of years old and they were impossible to solve. Only my brother had the patience to do them. Um, and we got clock making from Katie. Yes. Yes. Uh, and I'm going to also chuck in Panic Room. Maybe they're all playing Panic Room games nice. solving puzzles. Okay. You're on the right track. All of you didn't quite hit it. I probably, I just felt like calling it nerdy. He was a bookseller. Who specialised in rare books. <laughs> Nerd! Well, I was going to say, I, I'm amazed that the sentence was, you're all on the right track, when one was making clocks, another was making puzzles, and the other was just wearing glasses. 
<laughs> but then it does all work. They do all kind of link into it. You can it. read about all of those yeah. things. Also, like, we, sh- we get should puzzles not... in books. You wait, you put your glasses on to read books. We're very support- I will not let anyone feel stupid on my watch, well, Scroobius, so you will I, all get compliments. I, I kind it. of feel like we've insulted, like, but we should have insulting knowledge as nerdy. We're not the yeah. parents in Matilda. You can have books. <laughs> Again, particularly then when there was huge, like, illiteracy and the working class yeah. oh, books yeah. were really key and we're like nerds <laughs> books away, nerds you're defending it uh, so he was a bookseller specializing in rare books so so far so Notting hill um he didn't look anything like oh, hugh grant though i want you to picture walt whitman he had a very long white beard in fact if scroobius used like an aging app filter do you mean a ring? Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a ring, a ring camera. <laughs> if he could see the top of his head. <laughs> Too soon, guys. Lay off, Scroobius. Yeah, I'm sorry. I love that, though. I love that you're, because you're so tall, like, you just didn't know. Just didn't know. Just I, I, I had no reason to find out. Oh, just weirdly, I, I used one of those aging apps a little while ago, and it genuinely freaked me out because I looked exactly like my dad. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Which is so weird because I wouldn't say we particularly look alike, but whatever tech it does, it literally yeah. looked like a photo of my dad. And I was like, that's, yeah. that's scarily good. That they They're very yeah. scary, especially when there's a bit of gender fluidity because I looked like my uncle and I yeah. just couldn't. <laughs> yeah. I just couldn't. I was like, yeah. no. <laughs> Please no. So although Moybridge was busy selling books, nerd, all through his 20s, <laughs> later in life, he would say that his very first memory was not until 1860, when he was 30 years old. Your next question is, why would this be his first ever memory? He got struck by lightning. Okay, that's a great answer. Nice. Is it because he took a photo? Because going back to Katie's answer of the photos, like I feel like if he says that a photograph is like a memory and that's how he is defining memory. Because oh, um, wow. I feel oh. like when I look at videos of when I was little, I feel as though I can remember, you know, singing at this birthday party. But I know I don't. I know that's not true. Yeah. Like, but it's yeah. because I've seen the video. So maybe that. Uh. Also an excellent answer. You guys are so clever yes. I, I, I i think i've got the right answer though i think okay. hit us he finally talked to a girl this fucking nerd. <laughs> 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 like, there we go now i love I've men's had month. A I love men's month we just wouldn't have got the nerds <laughs> yeah for the record i love nerds i love nerds i'm married to a nerd I'm a bit of a nerd. Love nerds. Just making that clear. I'm going to give... We don't even give points, really, but I'm going to give you the point for that just for the best answer. Absolutely love that. Um, Also, hold that thought. I will tell you, the memory he had was waking up in a hospital in Arkansas to a doctor telling him that he would never fully recover. Oh. From being in Arkansas. (laughs) I don't know, Arkansas. It might be really nice. That was a hell of a kiss. (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) that was really good both of those (laughs) the doctor explained uh that moybridge had been in a very serious stagecoach accident he had nearly died and he had been thrown headfirst into a boulder oh wow. wow and moybridge responded i'm just a boy 
standing in front of a doctor (laughs) asking him to fix me. (laughs) And after six years of recuperation, Moybridge miraculously did recover better than anyone expected. But there were some stark differences between pre-accident Moybridge and post-accident, what were the differences in him? Can I just really quick? I'm going. I'm taking you off on a tangent here. No, yeah. this is the podcast hosting me. I'm taking over now. <laughs> being, I guess, but I just want to quickly tell a story about one of the most inspirational women I've ever met. My nan. She was amazing. There's so many stories about her. But she had a horse riding accident w- 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 once. And oh. She was on this horse, and it's one of my favourite stories because she got. By the end, you'll understand why it's not my favourite. At the moment, I'm like, she got thrown off this horse. Hilarious. Um, she got thrown off this horse and she wasn't moving on the floor. And my mum and aunt and the person who ran like the horse place really panicked and rushed over. And they got to her and they said, like, are you okay? And she opened her eyes and went, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And they said, like, why aren't you moving? And she said, I assumed I would have died. So, so she genuinely assumed she wouldn't have survived it. So she wow. didn't bother getting up. She was like, <laughs> so she was like, I'm not going to survive that. I just laid in the mud. Because at her age, she should, like she didn't have any injuries. She was absolutely fine. Wow. But it seemed so ridiculous that she would be okay that she just laid there. Oh, wow. I love that. And they all rushed over in such a panic. It was so beautiful. What oh, woman. probably why she survived. She's probably so yeah. relaxed that so she relaxed. just landed. Like, like, this yeah. is me then. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> no she was tension. flying through the air. Wow. So that is a beautiful acceptance of mortality. That is a lesson yeah. for That's us incredible. all. What a woman. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, I would like I'd shit myself halfway through. Like I would literally I would not have yeah. any of that cool. Absolutely I'd, I'd be doing that on the horse. That's why it would have thrown me off, because I'll just be in sheer panic. <laughs> okay, so for in the case of Scrubius's Nan, the difference was she was even more of a legend once she yes. got thrown off a horse. Yes. <laughs> From Moybridge, what do we think? the differences were so the differences was he no longer a nerd did he wake up with sunglasses on in his hair like <laughs> slick back and a, a matchstick in his mouth he was just in slow motion his sleeves rolled up <laughs> packet of fags yeah looking back on the track so <laughs> <laughs> love it okay so he was cool Somebody in the chat wrote, he was a horse, which I really liked. Yeah. No better way to discover how you can run. (laughs) That's it. He went home and found out, hang on, my feet are off the floor. (laughs) Do you know what? I I shall just tell you, just for the sake of moving us along, he had lost his taste and smell. Maybe it was COVID. Uh, But more importantly, he had been mild-mannered, polite, and soft-spoken. After the accident, Moybridge was described as argumentative, obsessive, intense, and had a very short fuse. Has anyone else turned on? I was going to say, so he did turn cool. (laughs) (laughs) I think you were right. Yeah, Sounds awesome. Now he was kind of a prick. Uh A cool prick. But Moybridge suddenly became obsessed with something, that would eventually lead to his discovery of horses galloping. What was his obsession? Ooh, well, I guess if it's a stagecoach, was it getting revenge on horses? Because he's... <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, he saw horses as the ones that were responsible. They ran into the boulder. It wasn't him. Wow. And he was kind of like, 
I hate those fuckers. And so he thought he'd watch them run for years. And t- he want, I don't no, know. He, he wanted real revenge. So he started pulling horses around on a stagecoach, <laughs> hoping that one of them is going to fall out. <laughs> That's such excellent storytelling, Hannah George. I love that. Like, now I will get my revenge. It's my boom, turn. Boom, 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 <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Well, like, I like that as well. Because I was thinking you were going to say, like, this he inadvertently led to the discovery of horses. So he was trying to do something else. So maybe he was trying to safety-proof stagecoaches or Or something. Photographing horses, but, like, to catch them out. Like, try and catch them cheating and stuff (laughs) like that. So sneaking into state, yeah, private detective stuff, just sneaking in and and photographing them up to no good. Well, funny enough, you are the closest because he said the magic word, which is photography. Yeah. He became obsessed with photography. He learned everything he could. He started innovating new techniques. Historians think that he may have developed something called sudden savant syndrome, which is where somebody with a brain injury develops a new artistic ability. I paused on that for so long because I was just thinking, like, ironically, I hit my head against a wall so much as a writer. <laughs> it's weirdly, you'd you think I'd be I, better at it by now. Just, just to prove, I'm, I'm, I'm here to not just be the male representative. One of the other most inspirational women in my life, a woman called Francesca, Francesca, had a traumatic head injury and oh. woke up, woke up initially only able to speak French. Now, it's not as cool as it sounds because she did speak French before she had the injury. It wasn't some magic thing, but she had to relearn English but still had had French fluently, which, again, just... That kind of thing is amazing, isn't it, that we just don't understand any of that. It's what the brain is doing at all. There's so much we don't know about it. I wish that had happened to me in 2003, just before my French GCSE. (laughs) I failed that fucker, but... (laughs) I've got it. Uh Ah, We've had other cases with similar injuries where it's led to a personality change because everything that goes on in the frontal lobe determines things like, I mean, a lot of what your personality is is in there, but it's restraint. It's what keeps us polite and sort of reasoning. Mm. Uh, So you remove those things and you get a very different person well yeah and also if he was very nice and polite and then suddenly he's very focused and potentially aggressive he was like he's freed up all the energy he was wasting on manners and he's plowing mm. it into something he actually cares about mm. photography and, and being cool and photography and being cool <laughs> fuck <those> books books. <laughs> yeah. fuck books now he develops a bit of a reputation as a very skilled photographer not as he the develops fun. He he develops a bit of self-esteem, and in 1871, he does something he's never done before. Um, Do you want to take this pip? Because I feel this is when he kissed a girl. Yeah, thank you guys. He kissed a girl, and he liked it. (laughs) Wow, bad boys get the girl. Yeah. So, um, but he was 30 when he had the head injury, and then this was a few years later. So he's a kind of late bloomer. A bit of a late bloomer. From all the accounts, it does feel like this is the first woman he had actually spoken to. And he marries her. She was half his age, which can be really gross, but he was 41 by then, so it's it's all right. This is such bad, 
precedent being set that as soon as he became an arsehole, he gets the girl. He's this yeah. lovely nerd selling books. No one goes near him. As soon as he yeah. becomes a horrible, obsessed yeah. dickhead. He's like, but if this I got is the a, lady. This is a, good. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there yeah, about what's wrong a, with society. Yeah. <laughs> but if, there's a, if this was a rom-com, there would be a turn. I'm hoping for a turnaround at the end, uh, Taylor, that, okay. you know, he has another head injury. In the rom-com version, he gets another head injury reverts back to the sort of nerd alert but she still loves him yes she's so like i, I love happens. rare books Mwah. <laughs> yeah. okay well let's see if that's what happens um <laughs> around this same time moybridge is approached by a very wealthy man from california who wishes to settle a bet about horses this man believes that horses' hooves all come off the ground during a gallop and he wants to prove it. He's so sure of himself that he puts a lot of money on this bet. How much money in today's US dollars, please, do you think this bet was worth? Is it the 1870s now? Yes, but in with inflation in today's dollars, what do you think this bet was worth? And it's a guy and who's come into place, that, a guy who's convinced that this is the case that's come yes, into place. Yes, I will tell bet. you who that man is in a moment, but, but he's, he's a very a, wealthy man. He's from California. He's got a little too much time and money, <laughs> and he wants to prove this, so he's made a bet with somebody. I love that he's probably just totally misinterpreted. Someone said, you're going to have a bet on the horses at the weekend. <laughs> he's yeah. like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I've got some theories. Yeah. <laughs> I this was thinking the... Spanish. So, uh... What do you think the bet was worth? Quick numbers, guys. Ooh. Two million. Two million. <laughs> Five thousand. Five thousand. In that case, I'll go six thousand and then I'm hopefully, you know. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Somewhere in between. I, I like the variety. It was a million dollar bet. A million dollar bet. Whoa. Just for a bit of fun. Um, so who was this crazy millionaire? He was a railroad tycoon who mm. set up racing stables in California. And those stables would eventually get turned into a famous university. Any guesses what university this might be? California. Oh, this is when I reveal I don't know anything. Is it Ivy League? I've heard of that. It isn't technically, but it's sometimes considered the West Coast Ivy. Is Cornell a thing? Oh, I went to Cornell. No, that's in upstate New York, but thanks for giving <laughs> giving a shout out. Nerd alert. <laughs> uh, um, shall I tell you? It was Stanford yeah. University. Ow, I've oh, that, that was on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> um, the man I, was... I, I live in Stanford Lee Hope, so I'm just out, <laughs> out here. That I should have got that, really. I li- literally, it's where I live, but yeah. <laughs> Drunk women, so You've heard of Barbie, you've heard of Cindy, but have you heard of Katie? That's right, now you can own your very own Katie doll. There's Katie Wilson. Hi, Katie Wilson. There's Katie Martin. Hey, Kay Martin. And they've even got a best friend, Lynn Ann Price, because three Katies would just be confusing. Katie dolls are more realistic than other dolls. They've got real-world problems. You can brush Katie's hair, you can dress her up for work, but you'd better do her taxes or the government will get on her back. Katie loves going for a drive, but uh uh-oh, her MOT's out of date. Here come the cops. Katie better call Lynn Ann for a lift. Lynn Ann's got her own things to worry about. She's just taken out a second mortgage and her energy costs are skyrocketing. She also suffers from occasional panic attacks, but don't worry, she comes with her own CBD oil. Katie dolls, because nothing's more fun than real life. Lynn Ann sold separately. 
Hey, would you like your own surreal shout out and other goodies? Check us out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Thanks as always for your support. In the market for investment worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. If you thought the only way to get a more defined job Line with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. So the man was called Leland Stanford. And like I said, too much time, too much money. Thank fuck Twitter wasn't around back then because he would have bought it. He would have messed it up. Ruined the blue tick system. Like you could just picture it. Um, Stanford says, I'll pay you a lot of money. It doesn't matter how long it takes if you can prove my theory. At first, Moybridge refuses He says it's impossible. It can't be done. And the reason why is that film required a 15-second exposure at best to capture an image. And to capture a horse mid-gallop, you needed an exposure of one-tenth of a second. But Stanford's rich, so he doesn't take no for an answer. He pushes him. Moybridge says, fine, I'll do my best. Meanwhile, back home, Flora is bored as hell. She's getting no attention. Moybridge has no idea how to be a husband. So he does something to help her fill the time. And I will tell you, this is what eventually leads to the crime. What does Moybridge do to help his wife at home fill the time? Someone just wrote dildo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he would have made the best dildo. (laughs) One tenth of a second. made it sound like it's an invention but maybe he gives her a it's not an invention so does he give her a job to do or okay does he like say take up horse riding like i need someone to ride these horses Mm. teamwork yeah they could spend some time together that's nice he could like he could pay her and they could write it off against tax it'd be great that's so nice you're thinking of nice guy moybridge this isn't bad guy moybridge nice guy moybridge would have definitely looked for them to do stuff together have fun Oh man! Oh, he'd have yeah, he'd have got her a, yeah. a sort of a sex toy 
time wouldn't have insisted on watching her use it. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, God, yeah. such a nice guy. <laughs> I miss that guy. <laughs> just, just leave you to it. That's the man you want. Just leave me to it. <laughs> Let me make the face I'm going to make <laughs> without you needing to look. Okay. <laughs> Oh, dear. Well, it it would have been hard to guess this, but it really shows his naivety. Smart guy, very naive. He paid a young, handsome drama critic called Harry Larkins to take her to the theater all the time. Okay. Okay. So bless him. He basically sends her on romantic dates that he's not taking her on. And in 1874, Flora announces she's pregnant. Moybridge is ecstatic at first, but then he learns that the baby isn't his because he finds a letter where Flora calls the baby Little Harry. Wow. Which is weird because it was a girl. (laughs) 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 Little Harry. So at this stage, I'm going to ask you, what crime do you think Moybridge commits? Oh, no, is it? Yeah, I, I feel like Little Harry dies by virtue of Flora dying by virtue Ooh. of him being okay. the murderer. Okay. That's, he murders his wife, is what I'm trying to say. It's a fair assumption, given. Yeah, it's that, or he happened. might murder the young gentleman. I was going to say, if we're picking one each, I'll go yeah, with murder we, the child. <laughs> so we've got so, the child, the wife, and the toy boy. There we, we left you the really dark one, sorry. Yeah. Guys, this is what we want from a detective team, it's all bases covered, so I know it's, it's uncomfortable, but we went there. Um, Katie got it right. He murders Harry Larkin. Um, He murders him in cold blood. He shows up to his ranch house, knocks on the door, has a gun, and he says, I've got a message from my wife, and shoots him dead. The trial is a sensation because here's this bohemian photographer who's working with this rich tycoon to try to solve this bet and now he's accused of murder he pled insanity the death penalty was in use in california at this time so your next question what do you think the verdict was i feel like a rich person wants him alive so he's going to be fine and okay. um, there's too much riding on this stupid bet because everyone, does, everyone cares about... <laughs> Nothing kills a bet. <laughs> yeah. You a bet is a bet. The, the code of that. So I feel like also he's got this injury <laughs> with the extraordinary transformation yeah. and the memory. So I think he's got a pretty good get out, which with the lawyers that the rich guy can afford, I right. reckon he gets off with his, you know, semi-legitimate issues even though that does like a cold-blooded kill also he's got a penis and it's the 1870s (laughs) so there's a valid defense as well Um, and this is why we chose you for men's month it's It's okay if you say that (laughs) we wouldn't dream of it (laughs) pointing out the elephant in the room he wishes it was an elephant (laughs) name me a sex tape (laughs) Also, I really like the fact that, like, he's pleading insanity. And, like, in terms of proof, he's like, I'm trying to prove that, that horses, when they run, they... It's like, such <laughs> yeah. a fucking insane thing to do anyway. It's but it's gonna, that's really going to help <laughs> him in court. Ever since you, you talked through the actual sh- shooting, I've just had a vision of Harry on the floor kind of just going... So what was the message? Was, was that the message? What was the message from? from, from this was this was the message. This was the me- okay. This was the message. Got you. No 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 no. Sorry. 
Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it was it ambiguous. Feels... I get it now. <laughs> it feels more like a message from you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she wouldn't say this. <laughs> um, any other any other guesses on the verdict? Any differences think... of opinion? Guilty by insanity, I th- I think, which which I guess means that he wasn't killed. Yeah. The verdict is fucking crazy. But not because as him. (laughs) Not because he actually got off on insanity. The verdict is just fucking crazy. The jury says, yes, he's guilty of murder and he's not insane. But all 12 men on the jury agreed that they would do the exact same thing if they were in his shoes. It's 12 angry men. Wow. So they acquit him on the basis of justifiable homicide. Oh, wow. wow. So they're all hoping a jury of their peers will let them off when they kill somebody that fucks their wife. Yeah. Wow. That is that is the system in a nutshell, to be fair. It is It is a real, oh boy. It's really um, astounding, particularly when you realise, I said, he set that whole situation up. Like, he put his wife in a situation, he right, left yeah. her alone, then put her in a situation to fall in love with. He paid someone to treat his wife well. Yes. And then got yeah. angry when she went, well, this is quite nice, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. This and is all the jury thought, were like, yep, yeah. absolutely fair. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. You're making a living trying to solve a bet. Yeah. Um, just to briefly make it more depressing, uh, Flora oh, catches typhoid and dies. And Moybridge lets her son go to an orphanage because <gasps> he knows it's not him. Yeah. Oh, wow. oh shit! But God, guys, so great. In, in, no, but in that yeah. time, orphanages yeah. were really bad. So we're probably all right on who died. Probably all three <laughs> did die. So yeah, that's a shared win. It's unlikely this kid you survived. Know. So <laughs> just to perk things up there in the name of points. Yeah. You know what? You're right. The good news is you all got they it all right. Died. Yeah. Real <laughs> um, really silver also, lining there. This yeah. is the rom-com ending we're looking for (laughs) also great news stanford still wants him for the project of course course. he does because it's just a little blip he was acquitted and the law and justice can't be wrong this is golden goose syndrome this is why all these terrible executives are allowed to do crimes yeah they they have a with like they're too big to fail now so everyone covers up for them it's so bad they're like just the, the the word of the law is okay we found him guilty but if you go, but, yeah. you can then make up your own rules? Like, what? It's the fact that anyone, like the judge or the jury, can do that. That it's not just, yeah. oh, no, they're guilty. Go, they're guilty, yes, as you say. But, yeah, we've decided. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Justifiable homicide. Justifiable like, homicide. who gets to decide? Well, 12, 12 white yeah. men get to yeah. decide what's justifiable. What a it's, system. It's crazy. Before I tell you... How he made it happen because he does manage to capture this image, which proves well. Thank you, theory. It all comes back to horses. This is all that matters. Do you want to guess how Moybridge managed to capture that photo? I w- I will tell you this. On the science side, he did develop a chemical for film, which was far more light sensitive. So there was a much briefer exposure, but he had to physically set up the shoot of this horse running in a way that would capture this one shot. How do you think he did that? It's a really hard question, but I thought I'd throw it out there. Did he, as he was justifiably killing Harry, (laughs) 
He saw the gun flash, and it gave him this inspiration for a quicker flash for the oh. <laughs> for the film, and to catch this horse to use a flash rather than an exposure. Maybe um, inspired mm. by the justifiable murder of. Wow. Yes. Maybe. While you're That's justifying a, a homicide, answer. you better learn along the way. Nerd I did alert. it for science. He <laughs> <laughs> was on for science. I wonder if did he have to set up like more than one camera just because you might not get the right bit of when the horse is moving mm. so he's he's got some in a row like you know when you can put it on what do you call it when you take loads of photos in a row on, oh, on an yeah. iphone shut up like, it called i just call it rapid <laughs> rapid mode what yeah. am i a millennial no um <laughs> i'm a zennial uh but anyway the special um, katie you're right there were multiple cameras okay. that was absolutely key brilliant wait what was the question is that, how, is that, how did he set it up how did he manage to get this miraculous photo of a horse mid gallop oh, yeah that's, which, that's my answer multiple sh- cameras. yeah should have been impossible at the time so that was a huge part of it i will tell you i find it really interesting he set up a huge white sheet in the background to capture the horse more easily smart this is also really important that the horse's name was abe eddington <laughs> Oh, he's the real hero. He's the real hero. Yeah. Also, he's the only pure hero in this. He's the he's only one that really comes out well. <laughs> as long as that horse isn't a white horse, because that would have fucked. Up. <laughs> yeah. Damn it! Green screen invisibility. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't think this through. Here's a message from my wife. Um, <laughs> The horse was harnessed with a cart that was connected to a bunch of trip wires that were attached to a dozen cameras. So it was up to the horse as he rode over them to set them all off as quickly as possible. Amazing. And he did it brilliantly. He managed to take all 12 pictures in one second, which is astounding. I like this guy now. I mean, it's like murder schmurder. I, I like the horse. I'm yeah. not so sure about the guy. I'm, yeah, I'm Abe, definitely sold on the horse. Abe, Abe's, doing, Abe's doing the hard work here. So just one of the pictures proved the hoof theory because that's how quickly a horse gallops. Stanford wins the bet. This was a huge discovery. And so not only did they discover, did they prove that a horse's four hooves are off the ground, but the way that artists had depicted them before was, again, all splayed out mm. like spread eagle. But at the point which all the hooves are up, they're tucked under the horse's body, and nobody could have imagined that. Oh. So that was a huge surprise. It created a ton of drama. Everybody's forgotten about the murder by now. Nobody gives a shit, but this is huge. Scientists were thrilled, but artists were pissed off because ah. they had been painting horses wrong and they could not accept that. Um, doesn't does an artist kill him and it's justifiable homicide? <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. Now that would be justice. It really would. <laughs> Just a fun anecdote. Rodin, the famous French sculptor, said, it is the artist that determines reality because time doesn't stop. Wow. Wow. Rodin <laughs> McBitterman. He was pissed. <laughs> he was pissed. Your final question is this. Did Stanford and Moybridge remain friends? People are talking about U.S. court law in the chat. This is brilliant. I love this. And we're kind of like, were they still friends at the end? What happened to the horse? I mean, it it, it occurred to me halfway through that we're all shocked at this. How can they have this justifiable homicide thing? And you look at America at the moment with Mm. people being shot 
on their door, on someone's doorstep, and Ooh. things like that. Or oh God! Yeah. We're looking at this in the past, and it is With something horror, that actually. Yeah. I know. Yeah, it's, I know. It's weirdly prevalent. Yeah, yeah. that's the sad true. thing about a lot of these cases. You kind of go, "What?" and then you just think of an equivalent from now, yeah. and you go. Oh, shit, okay. Yeah, yeah, we really tidied that one up. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Did Stanford and Moybridge remain friends? That's your last question. Well, did it... Wait, what did the guy... What did the rich guy bet that they jump in the air... So he was yes. proved right. So he won. He won. Yeah, he got. He won. He won. He's won a million golden. dollars. Who did he bet against? Doesn't matter, does it? I don't know. <laughs> it was just another guy that had enough money to say no. Okay. I disagree. <laughs> yeah. Um. It was Mr. Cornell. It was Ezra Cornell <laughs> from New York. <laughs> one of the artists, is R- R- Rodin. <laughs> they definitely yeah. don't. I've made too many sculptures. Damn I can't it. redo them. <laughs> You can't the rub out marble. Hard. Once it's hard, <laughs> it's hard. How many times do I have to tell you? Yeah. <laughs> also, um, I don't even I... think it's that embarrassing, the fact that... I think that's a really weird sort of thing for an artist to be like, well, uh, I didn't... Uh, it's kind of yeah. like, well, yeah, it's just, that's what it... I don't know. It's, I just... it's bizarre for an, an artist to say, no, I outrank facts. Like... Yeah. <laughs> Just there's so many Rodan and horse jokes going in the chat. <laughs> you and the horse you Rodan in and, and oh, various. So nice. just wonderful work well from done, everyone Lauren. in chat at the moment. They're oh, flying yeah. They're up. amazing. They're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> they are the wind beneath our drunken wings. They just, they really are. It's, it seems crazy that they wouldn't have remained friends when he's made him presumably a yeah. million. But I assume that's yeah. why it's a... A, a, a notable fact. I assume they yeah. somehow fell out because because yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm like, why is she even asking us this? So yeah. either they're like they're like BFFs forever, or he was really embarrassed about the murder thing, and he had to. If he's like from a posh family that starts universities, he probably has to. I'd say he probably has to distance himself from murderers, but he probably doesn't because nah. you can just do what you want. All right, I'm going with best friends club. Best friends club. Okay. Yeah, I think BFFs. BFFs. Um, they really should have. They should have been the this dynamic duo. But what happened was Stanford took all the credit for this discovery. Right. And he just treated him like an employee. Yeah. As though he was the scientist that had uncovered this. He well, That could have been a project. PR, a shrewd PR move as well with the whole murder thing. Oh, sorry, continue. Mm-hmm. No, 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 not at all. Um, he even published a book where he barely mentions Moybridge. So Moybridge... Ooh. Wants nothing more to do with them. Huh. Um, kind of happy about it. He, he was clearly a dick. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, a, Moybridge is a, just such an enjoyable name to say. I've, I've enjoyed it every time you've said it. Oh, I've, I've said some stuff it. that I didn't really need that didn't add anything. I just wanted to say Moybridge. Moybridge. It really I won't get the opportunity many, many other times. Moybridge. Also, I've said it for an hour and I hope I'm saying it right. Uh, no guarantees. Don't write right and tell eyes. us. I don't want to know. This version makes people happy. Don't yeah. um, I shall. I I'm shall not end an artist. This. It's better than whatever the real thing is. <laughs> I will end the case on this note, just to say that Moybridge went on to keep working, stayed obsessed with photography, and he discovered that if you strung photos together in rapid succession, they appeared to be moving. Oh. So film pioneers would eventually build upon his work to make film cameras. Oh, man, I thought the French invented moving moving. Maybe pictures. he had another knock to the head and they thought it was French. <laughs> <Bonjour>! <laughs> <laughs> I think on that note, let's raise a glass to Abe the horse. 
Yes. This is from Sarah. Sarah, thank you very much for putting this in the chat. I live in the Netherlands and a local sex club burned down. Nice. You've brought it full circle with clubs. Oh, we talked about that before we recorded. You know what? Join Patreon and you'll know what we're talking about. I live in the Netherlands. I'm just going to say it again from Sarah. I live in the Netherlands and a local sex club burned down. It's not clear who or how it began. The club had been shut down for a while, but it was apparently meant to be reopening soon. Who or what started the fire and why? I have several times made the joke that for someone, they may have genuinely meant it when they sung, the sex is on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice, Sarah. Uh, P.S. Here is an article I managed to find in English. Thank you very much. Ooh, from the Netherland Times, no less. Oh. Yes, I consent to your data. There's just a big fire truck. Large fire in sex club. Consent's very important in a sex club, I'm sure. Here's another detail, too. Large fire in sex club sauna. Sex club sauna. Yeah. So Um, do you think think someone's wife cheated on them there and it was a justifiable arson? (laughs) Yeah! It seems like the place that if you're going (laughs) to... Yeah. Yeah. Well crafted. Yeah, they, they can't they can't have affairs if we burn it down. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's going to top that answer, but I was just going to say a, a practical one, which is saunas are a fire risk if they're not set up properly. Because oh, it's not a crime. You think it's an accident? Maybe it was just an accident. Somebody left the sauna running. Is it like? But it said it hadn't been open for a while. Yeah, so true, true. When does a sex club cease being a sex club and just become a room? Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? I, I remember heavy we went, <laughs> me and Amanda went to look at a venue for our London residency and we were like walking through and it was a bit sticky and they were like, oh God, that was the, the sex club that we had here last night. And we were like, oh, is, is it? Okay, I just, just, can I go to the toilets and wash my hands? Actually, I'm going to go somewhere else to wash my hands. Yeah. It was kind of like... It was quite amazing because for a start, like, I didn't really know. I mean, I guess they don't advertise the sort of sex club side of it. Um, Well, not out the front. No. (laughs) That should not be the reason for a sticky floor, whatever you were doing. Like, that's too much. But yeah, yeah, part-time comedy club, part-time sex club. Um, That's that's what the comedy store used to be, though, didn't it? People did stand up in between the strippers. All right, fine. Wow. <laughs> Very different. Oh my gosh, I once did a charity gig on Battersea Barge and it was like a really fun lineup, but for some reason after it was like Sarah Pascoe, Catherine Ryan, burlesque act, and then me. <laughs> and like just nobody was in the mood for comedy after that because she was fantastic. Like she was just gorgeous. She had these amazing nipple tassels. Like what was I going to bring to the barge after like, that? Burlesque is kind of funny though. It's like it's really clowning and stuff, isn't it? It's like yeah. really cheeky with the like, oh, am I going to do this? No, I tricked you. That's what I mean. <laughs> so she, like whatever cheek I brought, it didn't come with nipples. So it was just <laughs> a, a, a friend of mine. He used to do burlesque, and it was one of the the funniest shows I've ever seen because they'd built all of their full costume, but they'd cut out breast holes in the jacket, the shirt, everything. <laughs> so their breasts were out from the start, and oh, then they did this whole it. routine of slowly unbuttoning. <laughs> and then the, the, the final thing was they took their shirt off, but it turned it round to cover them up, and you saw that that hole was on the back as well. So it was just this, oh, this beautiful comedy routine that was That's dressed so up as burlesque or I undressed as burlesque. I've always... <laughs> I've always kind of, if I if I had like if I was brave enough, 
I would love to do like a burlesque routine where I show how women really look when we get undressed, like <laughs> particularly like in a jumpsuit when we need to wee, because yeah. that is a sight. There's nothing yeah. sexy about how we really get out of our clothes. Like we're jumping around and wiggling. It's crazy. Yes. Maybe do you I, know, I always like, um, I very rarely kind of put any of my clothes away at the end of the night. So like, if I, I don't know, it looks like someone has spontaneously combusted next to my bed because <laughs> yeah. I've got my shoes and then my jeans and then my top. Was- was there Sometimes a vampire a here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And when Aww. I used to wear like cowboy boots, my cowboy boots would be up like that, stood and up, then the jeans would right. be. Brilliant. Yeah, it just looked like a cowboy had done a runner or something naked. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. Um, yeah. The thing is, I think we nailed this right off the bat because you're an excellent detective, Scroobius. It was yeah. justifiable arson. Justifiable. Yeah. So there arson. you go, Sarah. Be. Perfect. Let the authorities know. You're very welcome. <laughs> but we forgive them. We wouldn't mind a little credit <laughs> since we did solve this crime. So, oh, this has been so fun. Thank you so much. We have just enough time to say, Scroobius, can you tell us about yourself, please? Where can people find you? What have you got going on? What would you like to plug? Distraction Pieces podcast. And a great episode to start with would be when I had you guys on and had a weird amount of really specific information on each of you. Oh, my God, you Talk about very specific things. Because, again, I thought you'd be... It's boring if I'm just going over the same stuff you'll probably ask all the time. So, yeah. Yeah, So, yeah, the Distraction Pieces podcast is out every Wednesday. Other than that, yeah, I've not got anything up, up... I need to plug. I'm I'm acting in a few things which aren't out yet, but yeah, ah, they will okay. all be oh, on their cool. way. Okay, so I we'll watch them. this space and check yeah. out the podcast. Sorry, Katie. We s- I was just going to say, I I don't know if you remember Scroobius, but I think the first time that I met you was at the like that Q and A screening of Superbob. Yes, and they showed Corner Boys. Yes, with me and Brett. Well. Yeah, it was so good. I definitely recommend. They're all on Vimeo. Go and look at Corner Boys with yes. Emmy Award winner Brett Goldstein. Um, <laughs> we've always said we're going to do more, and each time he wins another award, I think it's more and it's less and less likely, unless we get to do the big budget Corner Boys film at this stage. Yeah, it doesn't seem that likely, be but great. that's 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 a series about crime essentially. It's two yeah. drug dealers on a corner, but the kind of idea is that they don't really know where they're meant to sell drugs how to sell drugs how to top up their drugs so they're kind of just on a corner for for, for weeks on end and nothing happens and yeah it's brilliant love it yeah they were great fun i forgot we screened them yeah fantastic (laughs) amazing well one last time for scrooby's pip legend and thank you to all the patrons for joining us for you know (laughs) (laughs) can't just back out halfway through thank you (laughs) harsh warm thank you so much for joining us you really make this so much fun when we do live zoom we've got emojis of claps i'm not making it up they're all there you you backed out of that sentence so hard it made me take a swig of my drink (laughs) because We're done. Let's do you know, I, I was telling Amanda at the beginning. The clock. Um, when I when I do attempt moderation, which I do, I do from time to time, but I'll always leave the bottle downstairs. And then, as these guys know, I message my husband and I'll go bring the bottle. And so there's usually like a hairy arm that just comes in with the Love bottle. It. Maybe I should maybe I should keep it up. But I was like, you know what? Tonight I'm just gonna bring the bottle. But wow, I've hit the kava. I've hit the kava. It's Wednesday. I'm. Covered. 
<laughs> Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and on Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. Also, if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then please write it in that review and we'll solve it. Thank you so much to ACAST for hosting us and thank you for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.